Hello and welcome to the Chiaroscuro Jazz Podcasts. I'm George Graham, Director of Artistry and Repertoire for the Venerable Jazz Label, celebrating our 50th anniversary and featuring over 100 titles by some of the world's great jazz musicians. This time we feature versatile pianist Junior Mance, one of the most frequently featured artists on Chiaroscuro, with at least nine albums on which he is featured as a leader or guest. Mance, who passed away in January of 2021 at the age of 92, had a long and varied career, going back to 1947 when he appeared with Gene Ammons and later spent some time as vocalist Dinah Washington's accompanist, played with Cannonball Adderley, then was part of Dizzy Gillespie's band, and made his recording debut as a leader in 1959. He made his first Chiaroscuro album in 1994 called Blue Mance. It's with a long-running trio with Keeter Betts on bass and Jackie Williams on drums. Here from Blue Mance is the title piece. Thank you. 
Indiana's Junior Mance and his trio from the 1994 release, Blue Mance, with Keeter Betts on bass and Jackie Williams on drums doing the title piece. One of the distinctive features of Chiaroscuro CD releases is the Jazz Speak track, in which the artists reflect on their music and career in their own words. Here's Junior Mance on his early career. I was born in Chicago, where I got my early training. My first influences were the Boogie Woogie piano players. Pete Johnson, Albert Ammons, and Maid Lux Lewis. My family was very much into the blues, especially my mother. So we had every blues recording of all the old timers, and my father was more into the piano players. The first piano players that I really liked, you know, other than the boogie woogie players, Earl Hines was my first love. There's something about him that just really grabbed me. Art Tatum, of course, who's everybody's favorite. Teddy Wilson was one of my early influences. One of the people that I like very much. But I sort of leaned heavily towards the blues. I think the first tune that I learned to play, first jazz tune, was Yancey Special, written by Maid Lux Lewis. Not Jim Yancey, as most people think. It was a tribute to Jim Yancey. I've even accompanied a lot of blues singers. Even back in Chicago, there used to be a blues singer named Dr. Jojo Adams. He recorded locally, but I don't think he ever got too well known. There was another one called Andrew Tibbs. And then later on, Jimmy Witherspoon, I worked with a lot. Jimmy Rushing, I worked with him an awful lot. In fact, I traveled with him for a while. I had a good time. And my favorite was Dinah Washington, who at that time was known as the Queen of the Blues. In fact, it's a funny thing, I was working with Coleman Hawkins at a local club called the Beehive in Chicago. And I was leaving after the Coleman's gig to join Dinah. And he used to tell me, he says, boy, he says, you're going to be a hell of a blues player now. <laughs> he says, when you leave her, you're not going to play anything but the blues. <laughs> I said, no, 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 I don't think so, but I like the blues, you know. I joined Dinah in 1954. That's where I met Keeter Betts. Dinah needed a piano player at the time for a recording session. And she was in Chicago recording. And I don't know how my name came up, but she called me and asked me, would I make the record? I said, I'd be very, very happy to. So after about two tunes, she offered me the job. I said, oh, of course. <laughs> and Keeter was on the record date. And uh, Keeter and I became very, very good friends. And in fact, we traveled in two cars, one of which Keeter drove. He drove the station wagon, which had all of Dinah's gowns piled up to the top of the station wagon and all the seats were folded down except the front seat so I would ride with Keita most of the time and we really got to be really tight friends. I only stayed with Dinah for two years. Keita stayed much longer. He was there when I got there and there when I left. It was really a pleasure working with Keita and when uh, we ran into each other on the Song of America on the tribute to Benny Carter Cruz we were really looking forward to playing together again, and it was really, really a ball, really a happy occasion. I did have other influences besides Hines, Tatum, Teddy Wilson, etc. One day somebody introduced me to bebop, and that's when I heard Bud Powell, and I said, wow, there's nobody playing like that. The funny thing about it, though, I got so steeped into bebop at that time, my father asked me, he says, son, what's that left hand doing? <laughs> the bebop piano players play a 
bunch of notes with the right hand, and the left hand just punctuates. Well, my father thought, even to the day he died, that the left hand was supposed to move as much as the right. My father was a stride piano player. Even to this day, I marvel at how he could use that left hand. In fact, the funny thing about it, before he died, he told me, he says, son, work on that left hand. <laughs> he says, your left hand is losing its strength. Work on your left hand. And I'll never forget that, you know. But then I started listening to all the other bebop piano players that were around. And right after that is when I joined Gene Ammons. I was still in my teens and worked with Gene a long while in Chicago. This is right after the Billy Eckstein band broke up. So I was really into bebop then because he knew all the bebop players. Charlie Parker used to come by and sit in with him. Miles used to come by and sit in whenever they came through Chicago. So I sort of stayed with that style, but then I started listening to everybody. I had so many people that I love to listen to. I guess you might say I wasn't entirely influenced by them, but I liked them. People like Ahmed Jamal, Oscar, of course. And even to this day, I just like everybody. I listen to everybody. And I guess I'm influenced by everybody also because I don't know who I sound like. <laughs> Junior Mance, in his own words. Chiaroscuro Records founder Hank O'Neill was the producer for several jazz sea cruises, known as the Floating Jazz Festival, and Junior Mance was a mainstay of the group that came to be known as the Floating Jazz Festival Trio, which would often feature special guests. Chiaroscuro has released numerous albums of music recorded at sea in the Floating Jazz Festivals. Here is a performance by the trio with a guest appearance by the great saxophonist and composer Benny Golson, with the old standard Three Little Words, recorded in 1995, and after that with Arturo Sandoval on trumpet and Lou Donaldson on sax, the Charlie Parker tune Confirmation, recorded on a 1998 cruise. Thank you. 
Thank you. Junior Mance with the Floating Jazz Festival Trio with guests. First, we heard Three Little Words featuring Benny Golson from the Chiaroscuro album, The Floating Jazz Festival Trio with special guest Benny Golson, recorded in 1995. And just now, we heard Confirmation featuring Arturo Sandoval on trumpet and Lou Donaldson on sax from the album called Mance, recorded in 1998. Now, here's more from Junior Mance from his jazz speak, which appears on the album Blue Mance. When I left Dinah... I joined Cannonball. What happened was uh, I met Cannonball when I was in the Army. I went out with Cannonball in his first band, which was Jimmy Cobb, Sam Jones, and myself, and Nat, and Cannon. We used to get, stay together a couple of years, but like all new bands, it was hard to get gigs. So that's when Cannonball joined Miles, and I joined Dizzy. And I was having a great time with Dizzy. It was the first time I'd been to Europe, and I learned so much with Dizzy. You know, playing with Dizzy is like going to music school. The three years I was with Dizzy was like three years in college, and uh, I just learned so much. He would teach me a lot of things. You know, if I asked him, he'd show me a lot of it, but sometimes you didn't have to ask him, but you just listened to him, and you learned. So that's why when Cannonball reorganized, I told him, I think I want to stay with Dizzy for a while. And I did until I decided to become a band leader myself, which is where I am now. And I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed being a leader. As I said before, with any new group, it's hard getting jobs. So I didn't have a permanent trio. Every time I got a job, it was a different trio. But I enjoyed it. When I went on this cruise, this tribute to Benny Carter, I really got lucky with a trio and had Keeter on bass and Jackie Williams, another old-time friend. Jackie and I have worked together quite a bit. And he's always been one of my favorite drummers because his time is impeccable. Like I heard a musician say once, his time is so good you can set your watch by it. And we didn't have a chance to rehearse, so we just said, let's just wing it. So wing it we did, and from the first tune, it was like instant compatibility, instant musical compatibility. The whole ten days was just a complete gas on the ship. Let's close with Junior Mance joining bassist Jay Lenhart and guitarist Gene Burton-Sini on Jay Lenhart's chiaroscuro album Great Duets, in this case a trio, with It's a Wonderful World.
Junior Mance on piano with bassist Jay Lenhart and guitarist Gene Burton-Sini with It's a Wonderful World from Jay Lenhart's Chiaroscura release, Great Duets from 1996, recorded at another of the Floating Jazz Festivals. You can find much more of Junior Mance's music on Chiaroscuro on our website, chiaroscurojazz.org, where you can find a searchable database of the artists and music on the label. The music is available on CD, as a download, and streaming on Spotify. And you can also listen to continuous jazz from the over 100 albums available on Chiaroscuro 24 hours a day on the Chiaroscuro channel, available at the new and improved Chiaroscuro website. This is George Graham. Thanks for listening to this Chiaroscuro podcast, and join us next time for more music from great jazz artists.